What's up? Welcome to episode 18. We have Katie Cobbs with us today. We're going to do an awesome interview starting our new series on spiritual discipline. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. All right, so like we mentioned in the intro, we are starting a new series. Last week, we finished our series on who God is, talking about his attributes. If you missed any of those, make sure you go back and listen because the whole series is so good. You said so good again. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's true. (laughs) Every episode is awesome. We had some really cool guests to interview, um, so make sure you get a chance to listen to those. But today, we're very excited. So we're starting a new series on spiritual disciplines, and that might be a weird word. That might be something you've never heard of before. Usually, we don't really like the word discipline, so um, don't turn it off just yet. Let us talk about it. So... um, When we learned all about who God is and all of his main attributes, um, we decided the next natural thing for us to um, do a series on is what should our response be um, as creation? What should our response be to God, to knowing who he is? And um, not just what should our response be, but also how do we get to experience him? And we do that through different spiritual disciplines. So there is um, a couple of main theologians who we can look to, and they have some books um, that we'll put in the resources, but one of them is Don Whitney, and he defines spiritual disciplines like this. The spiritual disciplines are those practices found in scripture that promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are habits of devotion, habits of experiential Christianity that have been practiced by God's people since biblical times. So to kind of break that down, um, his main point is that it's not character traits. It's not fruit of the spirit. It's, um, it's things that you do. It's practices that you have. It's habits that you're trying to build in order to grow closer to God and to grow to be more like him. Um, he says a little bit later in that book, he says, the goal of practicing these disciplines is not about doing as much as it is about being being like Jesus, being with Jesus. And the biblical way to grow in being more like Jesus is through rightly motivated of biblical spiritual disciplines. So um, he derives all of this from the first Timothy chapter four, verse seven, which says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Um, hopefully that kind of helps understand. I know that was a lot of information. Um, we just wanted to give you a base understanding of what spiritual disciplines are and why it matters and why we're going to do a big old series on it. Yeah. And I'm really excited about this because these are things that I haven't really dug that deep into myself in the past. I mean, some examples of different spiritual disciplines are prayer and fasting and worship, serving, um, learning and so, and so forth. And these are all things that I feel like I do, but I haven't really studied them in depth. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to learn alongside all of you, um, during this series. So today we have 
You've all heard her, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> she, uh, Her song is on our intro and our outro of our podcast. And her name is Katie Cobbs. And she's one of our very, very dearest friends. We just absolutely love her. And we've been looking forward to having a conversation with her about worship, which we thought would be a perfect first spiritual discipline to cover because it is a response to who God is like Aaron said, our previous series. So Katie, it's nice to have you on the Adorn podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. So excited that you're here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep. So I'm originally from New Braunfels, home of the Mighty Fighting Unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget that. And every time it cracks me up. (laughs) I know. Being from there, it's not funny. (laughs) But like, now that I've like, don't live there, I've graduated. I'm like, that's kind of (laughs) ridiculous. But, um, yeah, so um, I grew up in a, in a home with uh, parents who love the Lord. I gave my life to Christ at a young age, um, but I would say that I really started um, following the Lord and um, just really living more of a genuine lifestyle of following Christ uh, when I went to college. And I went to the University of Mary Harden Baylor, where I met uh, my husband, Bruce. Uh, we just celebrated eight years of marriage, which is awesome. And um, we have three kiddos, ages five, four, and one. They are a crazy bunch, but <laughs> we love them, and they can attest to how crazy my kiddos are. But I think that's all of our kiddos. We love them, too. <laughs> yes. Erin um, just getting text about hers. So. <laughs> yeah, my wild They're all children. crazy. It's just hashtag mom life, really. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, I'm a homeschool mom. Um, kind of thanks to Casey, the Lord really used her um, to point me in that direction. It wasn't even on my radar, and just watching her homeschool cadence the first year, the Lord just really drew me in. Um, just watching y'all homeschool. So, oh, you realized mm. we're not all that weird. No, it's, that's <laughs> not weird at all. Hey, homeschool, exactly. I don't know if that helps the cause <laughs> or not. She didn't say you encouraged her. <laughs> this, is, this is true. No. <laughs> Yeah, and I I stay home, um, and what actually allows me to stay home is I work uh, with my dad and my older brother. We have a family property management um, business that we run together, and so that allows me to stay home and doesn't take up a whole lot of my time. Um, And, yeah, we've been at the Fellowship Church, um, the Round Rock Campus, for um, over five years now, and I've been... Um, serving on the worship team for about five years, which is crazy to think about. Our oldest, Hallie, was eight months old when we joined um, and immediately uh, joined the worship team. Yeah. And I just recently released my first record. Um, I don't know, several weeks ago now, but um, which is still really unreal to me. But so, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yay. Now the fun part. Not that that wasn't fun. That was fun. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm, I didn't mean to say mm -hmm. that. (laughs) But now my favorite part, the random facts part. Can you give us random fact? Yes. And this is truly random. Um, I do not like seafood. Like at all. Like, I, like I've come around to shrimp some, oh. but I I don't eat it. I Fish don't like tacos? it. Oh. No, I'm <laughs> gonna make her throw up. <laughs> no seafood, no fish. No, I don't know. And even like the smell of it. Seriously, I have to pass the seafood section to get to the produce section at HEB, and I hate it. It like makes me gag because it smells so bad. That's funny. <laughs> and it drives Bruce crazy because he loves loves seafood. So it kind of makes him sad. I can kind of relate. I used to not like it, and I still can't do the smell. And like if a fish tastes real fishy, mm. I don't like it. Yeah. But if it's, like, real fresh and not fishy. <laughs> but I'll eat sushi. But sushi doesn't taste fishy to me. I don't know. I get yeah. it, though. Y'all are weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, but I, I do like fish tacos. I like it a lot more than I used to. But yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I have come around to shrimp. So that's a big deal. 
At least but you can like go to seafood places now and get shrimp. Yeah. Or <laughs> still go. just get a burger. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could down a whole plate of shrimp. So, yeah. Okay. So do you have any more random facts for us? I have one more. Um, so my husband and I, we all know, Bruce, uh, we dated for four years before we got married, including our engagement. Two of those four years was long distance. And one of those years was really long distance. Um, I was actually lived in Hong Kong um, where I worked for a church for a year. Um, so, yeah. So you're telling us you speak Chinese? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I knew enough to get by. And I know like one phrase. Although a youth student, I worked with the youth over there and um a youth girl I asked her what you know the phrase to say have a great day to the taxi drivers mm-hmm. and they taught me this phrase and they're like it's not really exactly that but it'll work and I'm like I'm gonna trust you that this is appropriate and that this is the right <laughs> thing to say I got a lot of like huh looks maybe I don't know if it was because of what it was or how I was saying it but you're like I don't even know what I was saying you still don't to this day know what you're saying no <laughs> that's funny so, that's to me funny. I was saying have a great day <laughs> So, so what was your favorite part about living in Hong Kong? Oh, my goodness. Um, the city is, it is just the most beautiful city in the world. Like, it really is. And it is the cleanest. Like, they are so clean. And, um, but, I don't know. It's just beautiful. And then the people, like, it's so diverse because it's a very, um, like, we just within our youth group, within our church where I was working, there were um, students from Africa. There were students from Australia, from Europe, from the U.S., from Canada, like, mm-hmm. all over. It's very diverse. Um, so it was just really, really neat to work for that for That's a cool. Year. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really cool. We have some so. friends in Hong Kong right now. Mm-hmm. I know. So cool. And I am, like, trying not to be envious. <laughs> <laughs> so neat. Well, so we have you here to talk about worship. Can you define worship for us? Yeah, so um, I tend to Google things a lot. Just I like to know Google's definition. We never do. (laughs) I never Google anything. Um, But also, like, it's almost, I don't want to call it, like, a worldly definition. But, you know, it's not the biblical definition. So I wanted to know, like, what Google has to say about worship. Yeah. Um, So Google says worship is the feeling or expression of of reverence and adoration for a deity. Um, And I always like to break down into the simplest meanings and terms. And so I looked up reverence and reverence is um, feeling or attitude of deep deep respect or even fear. And then adoration is the act of paying honor as to a divine being. So we can say worship is is the expression of deep respect and honor to God. Um, <clears throat> which I liked. Yeah. Um, and good then, definition. Go Google. I know. Go right? Google. Um, and then my kind of my own personal definition um, to me, worship is glorifying and honoring God because of who he is and what he has done for us. Um, and that's not just in singing to mm-hmm. him, but um, it's in the way that I live and the way, you know, we as women of God should live. Uh, worship should be a lifestyle, not just something, you know, we do on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That reminds me of, um, Another, the other theologian that we had mentioned in the beginning was, is Richard Foster. And he has a book called Celebration of Discipline. Which I think that's the book that your mom talked about mm-hmm. quite a few yeah, times, right? right? On you're the right. podcast. Yes. Yeah. And Ashley, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he talks, he has a whole chapter on worship, but he talks about how um, worship, like you just said, Katie, is a lifestyle. And his, he has this great quote. I'm just going to read it because he says it well. Is a lifestyle spent ceaselessly laying aside our humanly initiated activity giving way to the teaching of Jesus and the activity of the Holy Spirit. We offer our whole being in worship, our voices in song, our bodies in posture, our spirits in prayer, all for the purpose of first loving the Lord our God. 
which is exactly what you're saying. We hear the word worship and we think, oh, you know, music, singing, song. And um, it is it is that, but it's not just that. And it's so much more than that. You know, different ways that we can worship God um, is through prayer and through reading scripture and loving and serving others, tithing, being, being obedient to him. Um, and these are all different acts of worship um, that we can and should be doing in our lives. Um, you know, we do all these things out of the awe and reverence and adoration that we have for God and for the deep respect we have for him and also to honor him. Um, and we do these things as a reaction of who God is, not because of who we are or anything that we have done, but solely because of who he is and what he has done. Um, worship sorry to burst your bubble, is not about us. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a common misconception, though. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. people come in um, to a quote-unquote worship service and expect to experience something Mm -hmm. or get a feeling. Mm -hmm. But that is very inward-focused, and worship's really supposed to be very outward-focused. Yep, yep. That's so good. So you kind of touched on it there. Um, maybe you can explain a little bit more to us, like how worship itself relates to the other spiritual disciplines. We Casey mentioned a few, and you talked about a couple of like prayer and reading your Bible, and and how do those kind of work together? Yeah. So um, they do work together, and I think I also see it a little differently because like I write songs, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of the songs that I write come from scripture, and then something I did a lot in college and I, I want to start doing it again, but I just, yeah, I'm a mom and a wife and all these other things, you know, juggling life, but oh, you're not busy at all. <laughs> no, but everybody is. Um, but is journaling my prayers. Like I have notebooks full of, um, just my, my prayers that I used to just write out and journal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've even gone through those and, um, picked out parts and pieces from there that I've used in some of my songs that I've written. And, um, so, for me, like it's, I think it's all, it's all one because a lot of what we do sing, um, comes from scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it align, you know, what we are singing, hopefully it does align with scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that is so important. And that's why it's important to read your Bible, to know your Bible, um, to dig deep, because if you're just singing these songs, you know, flippantly, it's like, I mean, you need to know what you're singing and you need to be able to catch like, Hey, mm, what is that line? Really? Like, is that really true? Is that biblical? Is that solid? Like, mm-hmm. is that true of who God is and his nature? And, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a really good point. And I think you could almost say like, I don't know if this is the right term, but like as an umbrella, the umbrella is worship. And then all of the other spiritual disciplines can almost go underneath yes. that umbrella. Well, Cause they all are worshiping him. Like, right. In different ways. Yeah. Um, cause prayer is to him, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and, um, it is a form of worship and it's, um, in reading scripture, like it's all, you know, serving others, tithing, like it's all a form of worship. It's all, um, pointing to him and it's about him and for him because of him, by him, like it's all for him. Yeah. So something we haven't really talked about, um, so far, but just popped into my head is, um, I think something that we need to make note of is that this could come across um, like legalistic, almost like mm-hmm. checklist of mm-hmm. here's these things you need to do. But I think it's a good point for us to draw out that it's about your heart. And like that quote said at the beginning that um, I'm trying to remember exactly what how he said it. Oh, by being rightly motivated to for the disciplines um, that it's not 
just these things that you do. Like we were talking about before, like you can do these things without it being worship. You can sing, you can pray, you can Mm -hmm. read your Bible and it might not really be worship because your heart is focused, like you're saying on yourself Mm -hmm. or your heart is focused on gaining more knowledge instead Mm -hmm. of meeting God. Um, Or maybe you're thinking about your grocery list. Right. Like if you're not focused, I was reading uh, in, in preparing some for this episode I was reading and that's one of the, the things it said was, you have to focus Mm -hmm. like you can't be just saying these things but your mind is somewhere completely else like Mm -hmm. worship is completely focusing on god oh Mm -hmm. me too absolutely start a prayer and then i'm like what are we doing Mm -hmm. tomorrow what am i gonna make for dinner i need to go to the grocery store and then i'm like how did i get here exactly (laughs) and i feel like even with worship especially if it's like songs that we know talking Mm -hmm. about worship through song if it's songs that we know we start to sing it without knowing what we're saying mm-hmm. right like yeah you just sing and you're not even thinking about what mm-hmm. you're saying and so mm-hmm. i guess that's something that we should be cognizant yeah focus of. is super important yeah. yeah absolutely so you were talking about um scripture which we love <laughs> i love that you focused on that because you know that's something that our heart just we know that it's so important Mm -hmm. and so um when we're talking about the bible where are some places that we see worship in the bible so i kind of did two things here i i looked up some um scripture where we actually see the word worship Mm -hmm. in the bible um i'll just give you a couple examples um one of them is first chronicles 16 29 it says bring an offering and come before him worship the lord in the splendor of his holiness psalm 95 6 come let us bow down and worship let us kneel before the lord our maker when i hear our maker like it just makes my heart mm. melt like mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it's just so personal i don't like yeah. He, yeah. he's our maker our yeah. creator anyway matthew 4 8 um it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only um and then I don't know. This one really struck me. Um, Hebrews 12, 28 through 29. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is an, is a consuming fire. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that last one because it goes into what you're saying, how it's a response, mm. like that our response is a thankful heart of mm. worship mm-hmm. because of who God is and what he's done. Mm. So do you have some, a story of, something you found in the Bible that kind of surprised you or that you hadn't heard yeah, before? Yeah, so we typically, you know, when you think of worship in, in the Bible, you think of, you know, I immediately go to Psalms because that's mm-hmm. where, you know, it's there's so much yeah. of that is what it is. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, but as I was doing some research um, on all this, um, I found a song um, in Exodus 15 and um, it's one that Moses and the Israelites sang to God after the parting of the Red Sea, um, uh, you know, after they escaped Pharaoh's army. And um, it's just basically thanking him for, you know, saving them and just singing all these wonderful things about him and to him. And, I mean, that's what he wants, right? Like, he wants our praise and he wants our adoration. He Mm -hmm. wants to be um, sung about and sung to, you know, about Mm -hmm. who he is. Yeah, and then something I read, and it's actually, I read it in a foreword of a book that I read years ago. The book is called Face Down by Matt Redman. Um, But the foreword was written by Louis Giglio. And the part that um, stuck out to me, uh, he said, Worship always begins with God. Apart from his willingness to share himself with us, we would never see his face, forever stranded from his intimate embrace. God wants to be seen and known by you and me. Mm. Which goes so much into what we talked about in the Who God Is series. He wants to be seen and known. He wants Mm. to be intimate Intimate. with us. Yeah. Yeah. I love how it all builds on each other. (laughs) Yeah. That's so great. It's because the Bible never contradicts itself. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So that's really cool that, I mean, it all just is mm-hmm. interwoven together mm-hmm. because it doesn't contradict itself. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. 
So what would you say is the goal of worship? The goal of worship, I mean, kind of simple, but to honor and glorify and praise God, um, to lift his name high, um, to ascribe to him, which we see this word ascribe in several places in scripture, ascribe to the Lord. And it's to make known to him um, his strength and his majesty, the glory due his name, uh, to worship in him in the splendor of his holiness. Um, so I would say the goal of worship is to make, um, make known to him all the amazing, awesome, wonderful, great things um, that he is. Would you say, I'm going to kind of throw in this on you, but (laughs) as a worship leader, would you say it's also to make known all of those things about him to other people? Like public worship versus private worship? Worship, it is such a broad, like it is, I mean, it's just a huge subject. Like there are so many different, because there are like seven postures of worship Mm -hmm. and there are like so many different things. And I know there's like corporate worship and, you know, all Mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think like, you know, on Sunday mornings, like when we're all together, we are all singing the same thing to him. So I would say like, you know, the music on the radio, like it's mm-hmm. to let other people know about who God is, right. you know, so right. like things like that. And, but, but, you know, there are people who come on a Sunday morning who have never, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's their first time in church yeah. ever. And so yeah. it is the first time they're hearing about who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, there is purpose and I mean, I think it's Absolutely. not just to him, but is to let others know about him. I mean, mm. Yeah. And I mean, and it all just kind of circles back. It it all still points to Christ, like no matter Mm -hmm. what, because I mean, there are songs that we sing that might, you know, seem to be about us, but they're, they're sung about us, but because of him, because of, it's never because of, because of us, right? Mm -hmm. It's all because of him. And right. And I guess that even points back to what you were saying before about it being important that it's theologically Mm. sound Mm -hmm. because if we do have people in church that aren't believers or don't know their Bible Mm. or don't know, you know, aren't well grounded in theology, what we're seeing, they're listening to that. And that's in a way teaching them Mm -hmm. what we believe about God. Yep. So that's another reason that's important to Mm -hmm. keep in mind. Yeah. And if we're saying that spiritual disciplines are a way to experience God, then that makes sense in that aspect too. If you're leading worship, you're teaching people how to Mm -hmm. experience God in, in a specific way, in a specific setting that they might not know how to do on their own. So you are kind of teaching a spiritual discipline as you're leading worship on Sunday mornings. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's good. Yeah. And like our purpose is to lead them to the throne, Mm -hmm. like lead them to see this holy and righteous God that, you know, is why we are here Mm -hmm. and how to respond to him. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good. Okay, so since we said that spiritual disciplines are um, a way for us to be with God and a way to be grow to be more like Him, how would you say that worship has helped you to to be more like God and to experience Him? Yeah, um, having grown up around music and being just a musical person, worship music has always been um, the way that I, I guess, experience God in the most real and intimate way um, in worshiping Him. Um, but I have to be honest and say that. I have not always known what true worship is, mm-hmm. um, you know, junior high and high school and even early parts of, um, college, you know, I went expecting, you know, to worship services or worship nights, whatever it was, expect, you know, expecting like, what can I get out of this? What am I going to get out of this? You know, um, I want this like great emotional experience. And, you know, I've like talked about like, that's not what it is. Like we need to go into worship through song, ready to glorify and lift high, you know, a holy and righteous God. Like that is, you know, that is the purpose Mm-hmm. of worship and um so yeah i mean and, and it's just really since ha- having been at the fellowship um jonathan casey's husband has just been a real instrument in helping me you know really discover and learn and, and push me um 
you know, to, you know, what is true worship and what is your purpose as a worship leader? And, um, one of the books that I'm going to reference later, um, just really tore me apart. Cause it's, I mean, it was like, it's not about you. Like that was one of the very first mm-hmm. things that is not about you. And I was just like, but I have a pretty voice. And it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it is not about you, you know, like, and it's not yeah. like, it's not yeah. even about, yeah. you know, me as a worship leader. It, it's especially not about me. Like I am there as a tool for the Lord to use for his name and for his glory. I'm glad it's not about a pretty voice because I'd be out of the ball in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's good, though. That's good. Why would you say that um, worship or this spiritual discipline is specifically important, like for you personally? Yeah, it's important uh, to me for a couple of reasons. And one being um, because it's how I worship the best and how I feel um, I connect with the Lord. I feel like it's just my direct line to him. Like, Mm. um, it's just through song and that's just how he built me. Like I'm musical and I'm drawn to music and that's just, um, yeah. And, and then the other reason being, you know, I am a worship leader and, um, I have a great responsibility to lead people, um, into worship to our savior. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's a responsibility I don't take lightly. Why is this, um, spiritual discipline so important for women and all believers? Um, it's important, um, because true worship, um, you know, focuses on God and not ourselves and it points us to our maker and it humbles us before him. And, um, and so it's just important to know what it is so that we can do it in a, in the right way, in a way that was glorifying and pleasing to the Lord. What are some practical ways for, um, for us to grow in, in our spiritual discipline of worship? Um, yeah. So not just in the context of worship through music, but just as a whole, um, like we seriously have to start opening our Bibles and reading our Bibles. Preach it. Like <laughs> it starts there. Um, you know, even if that means just small chunks at a time, like if you're a stay at home mom, like we are, um, you know, I started leaving my Bible out on the counter and I just, you know, as I in between laundry or diapers or, you know, whatever it is, I'll, you know, stand there and take a few minutes to read a good chunk of scripture. And then, and I just have it open all day and I have access to it just mm-hmm. throughout the day, easy access. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really no excuse to not, able to read my Bible. Um, and when I was working full time before I had kids, um, one thing that I, I did, I had a little, it's like a little spiral index, little notebook thing. And I was able to set it like right up next to my, um, computer screen at work. And I had written, um, just chunks of scripture on like, I don't know, 20, 25 pages of those index cards. And each week I would just flip it to the next one. And so I just constantly had that scripture, you know, next to what I'm staring at all day, the computer screen. Mm And, um, Truly, that's, I mean, ashamed to say this, but that's probably like the most scripture I would read, you know, mm-hmm. all while I was working full time. And um, and so that's just one other practical way. And then, um, like I mentioned, what I did in college was journaling my prayers. And um, those are probably the most raw and real and honest and vulnerable I, I am is when I'm journaling those prayers. And um, it's just, and I coming from someone who hasn't done it in a long time because I'm not making the time, but it really is a simple thing that you can, mm-hmm. can, you know, spend five to 10 minutes on, um, each day and just, you know, writing out these prayers to the Lord. You know, I love how once again, you brought it back to scripture as being the number one way to practically mm-hmm. grow, because if worship is a reflection and a, um, an adoration mm-hmm. to God for who he is, how are you supposed to know who he is if you don't read his holy word? Mm -hmm. That's that's the way that we know who he is. So Mm -hmm. I think it does all start with getting in the word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So um, if someone is struggling with having a lifestyle of worship, what encouragement or advice do you think you would give them? Um, so it just honestly has to come with a shift in your thinking um, and, and how you do things. Um, like Jesus is it. Like nothing surpasses him. There's nothing more important than him. Like he's our purpose and um, our lives should reflect that of Christ. Um, but I would encourage you if you don't already have this, um, find a group of women who will speak life into you, who will Mm -hmm. encourage you, um, who will speak truth to you, um, who you can, um, just talk the Bible with. And I don't know, it's just so important to have just a solid group of women walking alongside you. Um, it's just vital, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And then, um, another way is honestly, so Several years ago, Bruce heard on the radio, it was probably Caleb, but it was um, at the beginning of the year and they challenged all the listeners to 100% just listen to Caleb for like the next 30 days, um, mm-hmm. just kind of see how it changes your life. And, um, you know, it might sound kind of corny, but I mean, Bruce took the challenge and he was like, this is just amazing. Like, and just mm-hmm. how, I mean, just being only listening to worship music. Are you trying to plug your EP? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> do that because we, we were will going totally to anyway. do that <laughs> no that is not all. oh she's getting so red. red oh no here we go she's gonna start crying next. i'm not gonna start crying stop <laughs> <laughs> i'm yes, so glad music is so <laughs> such a good tool for this such a yeah. good tool for this no it really is i mean and it's um and again you know even when you are listening in the radio and this is why like casey said like being in the Bible is important, so you know all the truths, but, you know, not every song on the radio is going to be biblically sound, um, so that's where knowing the Bible is important, and then, um, but it's just, it's an, it's encouraging to listen to music that is about God, and is pointing you to God, and um, I don't know, I just feel like there's value in that and I'm not saying you know only listen to worship music all the time but give it just a small season like 30 days a month two months whatever it is and just listen to worship that is about the Lord and pointing you to him yeah it's like you were saying earlier Casey about like it's keeping your focus when you're not even having to think about Mm -hmm. it it's refreshing yourself with Mm -hmm. truth when you're not even you don't have to do anything all you're doing is listening Mm -hmm. and it's still refreshing yourself with truth I'm going to add one more thing on here because I think we haven't talked about this at all but I've been reading this book called humility it's a tiny little nugget it's like literally like three by five and it's only like 60 pages but it is completely rocked my world it is I can't remember who the author is Andrew I'm going to look it up and tell you it is because I think something we haven't really talked about here. And for me, like the biggest stumbling block with worship is entitlement. Mm -hmm. And I just have a ridiculous amount of entitlement that stirs up in my heart. And this book, humility is like, besides the Bible, I think the thing that helps truly has helped me with the most in understanding what humility means. And when you have a humble heart, then you're going to automatically respond Mm -hmm. in worship Mm -hmm. more than if you have an entitled heart and you're like, well, I deserve this good gift from God. I'm not going to turn Mm -hmm. and worship him for it or 
whatever that looks like. But mm-hmm. this little book, I'm telling you, it's crazy. And it's so funny. Someone recommended it to me and I bought it on Amazon and I got it, you know, two days later and <laughs> I started reading it. And the day I started reading it, my dad texts me out of the blue and says, screenshots, the like one of the first pages of the book and goes, you need to read this. And I'm like, first of all, offended. But <laughs> second of all, I'm like, I am literally reading that right now. And he was like, no way. I pulled this book out from like 20 years ago and felt oh like God goodness. told me to read it and wow. share it with you. And I was like, that crazy. Apparently that is I've, so cool. God is trying to tell me I need to be more humble. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm trying to look at the author and I can't find it right now, but it is. We'll put it in the resources. So good. No, that's so true. Like humility is a huge part of it because mm-hmm. you have to humble yourself before the Lord mm-hmm. and put aside all of you you know and I think that's why we come into worship services like expecting something mm-hmm. for ourselves, expecting mm-hmm. this like emotional experience because we're not humble we want to be God we want to be the number one yeah and it's all about us 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 so mm-hmm. I like that I think humility is is super important for sure yeah. it's by Andrew Murray M-U-R-R-A-Y okay humility. got it <laughs> got it Okay, Katie, um, do you have any resources you would like to share with us on the subject of worship? Yes. Um, your listeners are probably going to get tired of hearing about this book, but systematic theology. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Bible. <laughs> Hopefully they're not going to get tired oh, of all book, the like, Bible. Uh. <laughs> um, no, by Wayne Grudem. Um, there's a really good chapter in there about worship um, mm-hmm. and about worship through music. Mm-hmm. Um, so that chapter and that book specifically mm-hmm. um and then um there's a book called fresh power by jim Simbala, and it really talks it really brings in the holy spirit into the picture of worship mm-hmm. and um it's a really when i lived in hong kong the um associate pastor there he gave me that book um because i was there in hong kong to um intern with the youth and i led worship every week for the youth um among other things but so anyway that's why he gave me that book was because i was um actively leading worship every week um and it was just life-changing for me. And then this would be more towards worship leaders. Um, I mean, it's a really good it's a really good book. It's called Worship Matters by Bob Coughlin. And it's one that Jonathan gave me a long time ago um, to read. And, it, and that's the one that I was saying that rocked my world. It's like, it's not about you. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not saying if you're not a worship leader that you shouldn't read it. I mean, it's just still really good. Because if you go to a church, it kind of, you know, it gives you a good guideline of like how worship you know, should be, right. you know, in your church. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, those would be, and then, and then I just have to say Psalms, the book of Psalms. Oh yeah. Truly. Yeah. I mean, cause mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, there are so many, um, songs that come from Psalms and it's just a huge model for us and what is. worship is. That's a good resource too. If you're like, okay, I really want to grow in this and I don't necessarily want to buy all these books or something, you can just open your Bible. And if you're like, I don't really know what to say. I don't really know how to organically worship God or, you know, walk through adoration or whatever that is. But then you could just read Psalms back to him, Mm -hmm. like use his word to reflect back to him the worship he's due. So that's good. That's good. Katie, it has been so fun having you here. I love Thanks. it. It feels like just it. a normal I know. coffee night. <laughs> yes. We told you not to be nervous. <laughs> I know. Well, first two minutes I was nervous and then you I was like, great. oh no. This, this is all so new. fun. So fun. Yeah. So uh, we like to end our episodes with a verse or a quote about the subject we've been talking about. So do you have something for us? I do. Um, I just want to leave us with Psalm 100. Um, 
says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise to him. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We hope y'all loved this episode today with the wonderful Katie Cobbs. Um, Like we mentioned on the show, she just released an EP and it is wonderful. The girls request to listen to it every day. I listen to it every morning, seriously. It's so great. Um, So if you would like to check that out, you can find her at uh, Katie Cobbs Music on Facebook or Instagram. Or um, just download it on anywhere you like to download your music. You can stream it on Spotify. Or you can get a physical copy on her website, katiecops.com. 